0: Hey everybody! It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. Thank you for coming and listening to the show. Welcome back if you are a listener who has been with us for a while, and if you are new, welcome to your first uh, exposure to what I'm about to go to go through here. Um, <clears throat> so, spring is upon us. It was a beautiful weekend i spent the weekend with one of my best friends who was getting married in 25 days i think we counted or 24 days soon and we had a beautiful weekend at a chalet in uh, collingwood ontario and it was 17 of us or 16 of us and it was amazing we had such a good time and um Yeah, the weather was perfect. It was in like high 20s for the three days, and today it's chillier. But we had a nice little burst of summer during that weekend, and it was awesome. So, I wanted to talk today about something that I've been thinking about for a lot the last few weeks. And that is, and I've done podcasts on this before, but I really wanted to touch on it again because I think it's worth noting. And that is the concept of victimhood versus processing what you need to process. And so we're going to get into it a little bit. Um I'm as always I'm just going to kind of fly off the cuff and go with what's in my heart to talk about. Um so here we go. So one of the this past week I had a family emergency with my ex-spouse and he has seizures from time to time and he had a whopper of a seizure and you know it's a terrifying experience. If you've never seen anybody go through it, it's, it's awful. It's really, really scary. It can be, um, it's traumatic obviously for the person who's having the seizure, but it's also traumatic for the person who's supporting the person who's having the seizure. And I'm, I'm fortunate, I would say, and you know, I guess some of you might consider it unfortunate, but I have been around seizures a lot in my life. So my mom used to have them, Um, periodically when she would be too intoxicated and she would take certain type of drugs my dad had them when he would quit drinking my I worked in a field that was my first career call it was working as a PSW and there was a lot of people in that area that would have seizures I was my first child's dad my baby dad my first baby daddy he's uh, type 1 diabetic so many seizures with him and now um, Ken and so i'm not new to it it's not a new thing for me but it's anytime anybody has one it's terrifying i think initially right your body goes into fight or flight mode it goes into a high spike of adrenaline cortisol spikes all of the things right to make sure that you can handle the situation so he, he had one and then you know subsequently normally i can i'm just with him while he comes out of it and then we Kind of regroup and he feels sort of hung over for a few days and that's just it well this time he hit his head and he did start to bleed and so i called an ambulance because i didn't know how severe um the you know what was it the the cut was so i thought you know better safe than sorry i'm going to call the ambulance so i tell you all of this because what can happen in the body is we can trap that emotion right and so in that sort of trauma that trauma situation and let's take him out of it right we're not talking about him he has had his own experience but from where i was my experience of it the trauma i could sit with it right and internally process it and think about it and that's what i did i actually it happened on thursday and friday i left so i haven't really sat i mean i think i probably i I feel like i have processed it and it's out but what why how can that experience turn into victimhood here's how in the moment if I didn't speak on it if I didn't process it if I didn't get it out of my body if I didn't talk to him about it and share how I felt with him about it and I get it he and I obviously are close and um it's not like the trauma wasn't him hurting me it was just him having a seizure but regardless i get it like i can't necessarily have that conversation with my mom if she hurt me because she's passed in 3d i can't have that conversation so i with in this situation i was able to talk to him i said i was really scared it scared me this time because he hit his head and he fell from standing which is not typical of his seizures So all these things, I I processed it. Now, if I wasn't to move through it and speak openly about it and speak on it, and if I couldn't speak to the person who who was the trauma, uh, so let's say my mom, if I didn't journal about it, if I didn't do a breathwork session, if I didn't do all of the things that I know to get it out of my body, it could easily turn into a victimhood type of mindset. Poor me, I had to go through it. I had to watch him and I could carry that forever. And I could carry that in terms of, so one of the biggest triggers that happens for me from my childhood, and there aren't a lot anymore, but one of them that has really stuck around, and part of it is hormonal because I am going through perimenopause right now and so I'm extra sensitive, but one of the things that just will not leave me for whatever reason is loud sound. So if I hear, so the girls were banging a a bag of ice on on the ground to break it, right? in the kitchen, um, during the weekend. And every time I heard it, I thought, holy fuck, someone just dropped. Someone's having a seizure or my mom, something or something trauma response-ish. And that's like the one thing that might be the only thing that still kind of fucking hangs around is like the loud sound for a second. I'm like, Oh, and I kind of panic. But my point is like, if I didn't do the stuff that I needed to do to work through Ken having the seizure or mom hitting me or dad hitting me or mom drinking and having, like if I didn't do the work to get through it, it would hang around forever until I did get through it. And that what that's how it becomes a victimhood mentality. Poor me, this happened to me and i'm going to feel bad about it for eternity. I I'm going to continue to bring it up as though it just happened and life is this way because that happened to me. That is all victim mindset. And the danger of that is you're never going to come to a place where things don't bother you. You're always going to be withable, right? You hear that term unfuckwithable. Um and that i'm in a zone now mostly mostly not perfectly obviously but mostly where you can't fuck with my energy like things that happen you can't it might take me 90 seconds or you know tony says 90 seconds or a few minutes or an hour but in general you can't fuck with my energy anymore because i know how to move through it because i've worked worked through my own trauma stuff i've worked through my own experiences that have caused me to potentially go into this victimhood mode and the, the problem when, you're, when you act as though something bad happened to you and not for you is that ultimately you're giving control up. Ultimately, it's, everyone can fuck with you. Ultimately, you know, the job can fuck with you. The economy can fuck with you. The gas prices can fuck with you. Your friends can fuck with you. Your mate can fuck. Everybody can get a piece of you when you allow yourself to be in this victimhood mindset. And so that's not denying the things happened, right? Like that's not denying the thing. I'm not denying that this stuff happened as a kid for me. I'm not denying that, you know, seeing my, the person who I was married to and loved for all those years in that way, seeing him have a seizure doesn't scare the shit out. I'm not denying that it happened. What I am saying is it's my responsibility to move through it so that, you know, I'm not sitting every time i have a conversation and you can tell when someone's in a victim mindset when any any topic that you're talking about they can bring it back to some type of trauma right and i know a lot of people like you don't even realize you're doing it but that is that is a classic fucking sign right like i'm talking about my job and all of a sudden the person within two three minutes is talking about How they got fired and how and it was like just the worst thing ever and i don't know what i'm gonna do anymore and oh my god and again i'm not saying you can't have some of that right some of that is necessary women especially right in our feminine divine we do want to talk shit out etc but it when it becomes something that's like a record playing over and over and over again that is victim mindset. You're looking for shit to be unhappy about, that's victim mindset. If you're looking for ways things aren't going to work for you, that's victimhood. And who cares what anyone else thinks about the fact that you you might be stuck in that? What about you? What about the fact that you're never gonna live the life you fucking want? You're never gonna live a life of happiness and freedom, time freedom, money freedom, all the things, If you continue to live in this everything's fucking bad everything sucks oh my god the worst shit happened to me like that energy is gonna cock block everything good that could come to you and ps the only person who can clear that energy is you my friend and so it's really important like don't deny the thing that happened right i'm not denying that that happened with ken I'm not denying that it scared the shit out of me. I'm not denying I didn't have a physical visceral reaction to it. But I I am going to deny that that's going to be a narrative for me moving forward, right? I'm not going to sit in that um it's like a it's like a victim soup. Like why would I? Because it can show up in many different ways like well, I can't you know I mean there's a a, a ton of different ways it can show up. Even when when you're talking about childhood trauma like if I you know, for me, it's the abandonment thing is, is still um, a piece that really I work actively with my coach on and <clears throat> I have done for a long time. So I have this I have a fear of abandonment. So the way victimhood might look in that is I'm, I can't be friends with them. They're going to leave me. I can't go date that guy because he's going to leave me. What's the point? He's just going to leave me anyway. I'm not going to get close to that person because they're just going to leave me. That's a victim mindset. How about, you know what? They might leave. They might even die. But I'm not going to deny myself any of the time I get to have with that person. That's fucking awesome. Like that also is victim. I'm not, if you deny yourself happiness, that's a form of playing the victim in the spirit of, I don't want to get hurt. Okay, so be conscious of it. Look around yourself and look at, and the, the sentence you might think is, and this is from true for me, this is how I can assess really quickly, like am I being, what, what side of the coin am I on here? Am I empowered or am I feeling disempowered? And in a victim mindset, the disempowering um, question you might ask yourself is, do I feel good when I think these thoughts? Do I feel good when I'm feeling sorry for myself? Do I feel good or empowered when I'm making a decision based on fear of something that happened in the past? Do I feel good about treating this person like a bag of shit because they did something to me five years ago, even though we've cleaned it up? Do I feel good in this moment? Always that that anchor question is, do I feel good and proud of how I'm behaving right now? That That is the, oh, my cat and dog are having a fight. Kitty. Oh my. And the funny part is there's a curtain between them so okay uh you might hear some barking anyway i digress let me let me go and handle sorry you know hashtag uh, pet life anyway so asking questions i don't even know where i finished off so i'll just carry on but um asking questions about like is this feeling good or is this feeling bad am i feeling like i'm crushing it here or do i feel like i'm being an asshole and that just on its own is like a really powerful question because and if you don't know the answer like you know some of you will say well i don't know i can't decide i don't know i guess bullshit you do so close your eyes hand on the heart you know i saw uh what did i see t- yesterday something someone making fun of the hand on the heart pictures like fuck off that's so like can we make fun of something actually you know Like, let's not make fun of shit but that's nothing to make fun of so fuck fuck whoever made that meme close your eyes put your hand on your heart and ask yourself am i acting in integrity right now am i feeling in alignment with who i am the way i'm behaving in this moment am i acting like somebody who's a victim or am i acting like somebody who has processed her trauma and moving through it and so those questions are really key write them down because any time it comes up here's the trick about about personal development. Scott Bernard, hi Kitty. Um, The trick about personal development is that it's always in motion. There's never going to be this time in your life ever, ever where you're like, I'm perfect now. Because as soon as we get to a place where we feel really good, then god will show you something else that you need to work on the universe will show you another lesson so just get used to that but this this piece is really the piece i believe that is the difference between happiness and complete misery is when you start to recognize Yourself being this poor me thing versus, okay, this shit happened. My work here is to process it. Once I've processed it, it's not going to come up like this anymore. It might come up every now and then, right? But it's not going to come up in this way that's holding you hostage. So making sure that process it. You know, if you had some trauma as a kid and you haven't dealt with it, sister, go fucking deal with it. There's a million ways to deal with it. You can go to therapy. You can go hire a good life coach. You can hire um you know there's rrt which is rapid resolution therapy which i'm learning about right now there's so many ways there's there's so many ways that you can heal through past trauma there's absolutely no reason anymore except i don't want to okay so if you're one of those people who women who are sitting here going well i can't i can't do i can't afford therapy okay that's victimhood sister because there's no shortage of free ways to work through your shit. So work through it. And here's the fucking beautiful part about working through your crap. Once you've worked through it, you get to help someone else. And I think that's the piece we forget. The reason I'm, I'm, a, I'm a solid coach and the reason that I, I can move my clients is because I've been through it. If I hadn't been through it, there's no way. I know how you feel. I know how you feel stuck i was stuck i still am stuck in certain areas of my life so i know that feeling in my body so when i sit with a client i can move her through it because i've been it i've lived it and so once you've gone through your process and you've dealt with the things that you want to deal with guess what the best feeling on planet earth is giving there's nothing fucking better. There is nothing better than knowing that you helped another soul on this planet because you've been through it and you know how to move that energy with them. There's nothing better. So, I talked to a young lady this weekend and she's a juvenile one diabetic and she was she was feeling away about some stuff and I said to her, "You know the quickest way to happiness is helping someone else." So, I suggested she go and volunteer at a juvenile diabetic ward for a, a, you know an hour or two a month. Nothing crazy. But giving in that way, ladies, when you give in that way, it's magic. Why do you think I crew so many Tony Robbins events? I don't crew because I fucking need to hear Tony talking a g- gajillion times of the same content. I know this man's content. Now, I do always get something out of it, definitely, but there are times when I'm at I'm at an event, I'm at an event and I've literally left the event going, did I even hear him talk? And I, I'm right in front of him because I work the floor usually. I'm right in front of him and I still don't even wreck it doesn't resonate because I'm so about the participant. I'm so about the person who's attending for their third time or their first time like that crewing for me is an the ultimate gift because I know how these people feel when they're sitting there having to write out their limiting beliefs and do Dickens process and do all this shit. So that's why I do it. I don't do it because I want to go you know, away because really, you know, I land my plane lands, I go to my hotel or my Airbnb, and then I crew and then I get back on an airplane. Like I'm not sightseeing, I'm not doing anything. I'm there to serve. And so, The only way that you can truly serve in your heart where you're feeling like you don't get triggered every five minutes is when you've processed the shit that you need to process. So go ahead and do it. Get yourself out of victimhood because on the other side is fucking magic. It's beautiful. Life gets so much easier when you realize, again, quote unquote for Tony, life is happening for you. It's not happening to you and that one statement changed my life forever and i hope it changes yours all right ladies i love you i'll talk to you in the next episode